0: As an industry, we've been witness to incredible achievements made by some of the most acclaimed names in the industry. But as established names rise to the top, new, inexperienced voices step up to make their voices heard. Welcome to Dev Diary Next Gen, the Dev Diary spin-off series that highlights the next generation of talent coming through in the games industry. My name is Paul James, and today, I'm joined by Tyler Hilda, and here's her journey so far. Of course, if you're listening to this, you are doing so because you're a patron of Dev Diary, and I really appreciate that support. If you could do me one further favor, maintain that, please. It helps grow this show even further, helps give me the opportunity to promote even more voices in this game development scene, and throw out a a like, throw out a five-star rating on podcast services. It helps grow the reach even further. Let's enjoy this episode. So today for this latest entry of Dev Diary Next Gen, I'm joined by Tyler. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks.
0: How are it's you? great to have you on board.
1: Thank you. It's, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: I'm glad to hear it. And um, we were just talking about before the recording that, uh, and I guess this is all behind-the-scenes stuff for everyone who's who's listening here. But with uh, the majority of the interviews that we've done with Smart Program recipients have all been done quite a, quite a few weeks ago at this point. And um, for, for all those people, it was the very very beginning of that that time in the program and and in some cases they hadn't even necessarily started they were about to start the fact that uh, we've been we've been a little bit delayed there's been some interruptions and kind of scheduling um tricks for us to kind of jump through has meant that we're recording this a little bit later on and we get this awesome perspective of someone who's been in the program for a little bit longer so i'm really fascinated to pick your brain once we get to that point in the show so again thank you very much for coming aboard
1: yes not at all
0: um so before we before we get to all of that uh just for I guess a bit of context and kind of get get a bit of an understanding of where where games came into your life. Where did games come into your life? Do you recall what some of the first games were that you ever played um, when you were growing up?
1: First games, I remember. I probably didn't have the motor skills to play them.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> it was on PlayStation One. Yep. And um, I remember my parents playing Soul Reaver, which scared. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Academy. <laughs> that was How old would you have been at that point? Game for a kid. Four.
0: Yeah, five. right, yeah, I could I could see that doing a number on a really young kid like that.
1: Dude, uh the Toy Story game did a number on me. Oh right, okay, okay. So, at that age, <laughs> just about anything did. Um uh my favorite on the PlayStation was a game called Vigilante Eight.
0: Which, oh yeah, what was it about that?
1: Yeah, it was a uh basically you played as a car. And a whole host of different cars, and you picked up guns and tried to destroy each other.
0: Good, heartless fun, right?
1: Yeah, great, great fun. <laughs>
0: um, and so obviously that that really took your fancy. But how did your taste start to evolve from there as you got to experience more games, more platforms, etc.? You know, the the natural course of time. Did you find yourself really gravitating towards any particular games, franchises, genres, platforms? Mm, even, yeah.
1: I think. Um, once i got to my teens i actually started to view games as an art form yep and get really excited uh by the prospect of making them like um i was really drawn to and still am to story-based games and um also games with a lot of like um visual art in them yeah um I'm a visual artist, and it sort of was uh, that uh, era of the Nintendo DS, which was heavily story-based, but had a lot of uh, artwork in them that, like, really captivated me. That made me want to get into games.
0: Um, Any games in particular that really caught your eye, especially especially Um, with that kind of visual art sort of focus? (laughs) Obviously, there's been some. Pretty unique looking games and some fantastic uh, graphical styles that get implemented. Has there been anything that's really you... stuck out with you over the journey? Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, I think the first one for me was probably Ace Attorney. Oh, yeah. Um, but the one that like really kind of blew my mind was Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't say I haven't yeah. played it myself, but the name always kind of <laughs> caught the eye. Um, Yeah, I was always intrigued.
1: Highly recommend it uh, for the DS. It's a game that just like really understands the hardware that it's on, and has a great love for it, and is just inseparable from the hardware. It's just really also elegant, beautifully done game.
0: That's fantastic, and it's it's always been one that's kind of sat there on the. I mean, I don't own it personally, but it was always one of those ones that kind of sat there on the shelf or I'd you know, every now and then think yeah. about and go, okay, Look, the name caught me. It's a, it's a unique sort of naming convention, but at the same time, there was something about it beyond that. It like, like, one of these days I need to find the opportunity to play it, but also I hadn't had anyone um, who'd entered my orbit that ever necessarily spoke about it either. No one, I'd never encountered anyone who'd spoke negatively about the game, but no yeah, one sung its praises it's- like you have, so you've inspired yeah. me a bit here
1: it's quite an obscure one so i understand most people haven't heard about it
0: well you give me the extra push i need personally so (laughs) one of yeah one of these days soon i'll have to i'll have to fast track that a little bit
1: yeah i have to get that cartridge off Gumtree.
0: (laughs) well yeah exactly and probably pay a premium for it but uh, absolutely so i guess we've touched on you know obviously you've got that that art sort of focus and we're going to dive into that a little more down the road uh was there a was there a game or a collection of games and experiences that guided you towards actually pursuing video game development and, and art within games as a potential career pathway option?
1: Uh, I reckon uh, seeing the concept art specifically of some games was just like the most mind blowing thing to me. I didn't think yeah. that that sort of thing was a job. Um uh and it just seemed like the best thing ever like I just really loved all these like really loose sketches done by these amazing artists that just created so many different multitudes of different characters yeah. that maybe never even saw the light of day but were just there in the working behind the game so I really wanted to be responsible for something like that
0: Look, I, I don't have the the art talent that you've got in your little finger, I'm sure, but uh I I certainly agree that there's there's so much intrigue around the concept art and those sort of things and um whilst this is not a video product, there's I mean lots of people have kind of followed other bits and pieces that I've done where it is in video and they've seen the art books and those sort of things in the background, and I adore pouring through video game art books and looking at the concept art and and starting to th- Make the connections between what you're seeing there on the page, or you know potentially the screen if you're looking at concept art on a on a display, and then comparing that to what some of these moments or what some of these depictions have actually become, and it's quite astonishing how how they go from that one form to another, and and how when you you know, look back, you can actually see the those really really clear connections that the art hasn't you know it wasn't a very basic sketch that then was just built and laid and laid upon until it lost its initial core like you can see that heart that was still there in the first place and it really highlights the importance for for anyone who's potentially getting into into video games and more especially on that art side it really highlights the importance of of the concept artists in the first place
1: yeah absolutely
0: and so um was it was it always going to be an art focus for you once you decide to make this jump because i know you've got your diploma in game design and so there's there's other facets to your uh pathway into games as well but was art always kind of the the at the forefront
1: yeah basically i think i was into art even before i'd gone into games and considered the art side of games as a career and um yeah i mean i'd always been drawn to art i liked creating something completely new with my hands and yeah i love it i don't think i could do anything else so nothing else like really makes me as passionate as drawing does
0: so it was always going to be video game art in the end it wasn't a temptation at any point to pursue obviously still the art passion but through maybe a more traditional lens whether it's you know, like i mean obviously a lot of other traditional art forms out there did any of those capture your interest at all and potentially become a pathway that you were going to pursue
1: it did but i also felt that it would be the means to an end like
0: yeah
1: uh, my, my ultimate goal is always going to be to get into games i don't know why but i just love that uh, interactive element and just how multifaceted the entire medium is
0: No, that's that's awesome to hear and and so uh I guess for for context, people, you, you got your game uh, your game design diploma quite a few years ago now in twenty seventeen, mm. and have um, been kind of working in the space for a little while now, and and obviously we'll we'll continue to build towards the smart program and everything involved with that shortly. But uh, again, I mean you've been you've been in the system for for a few years now, and so you've had lots of opportunities to be able to, um, I guess hone that passion and, and direct it towards other things that are really important to you. And so uh, I wanted to take a moment to kind of discuss some of the other aspects within your work that you've been focusing on in, in making games for, for women, underrepresented uh, demographics as well. Um, obviously, and thankfully, we are hearing so much more about this through the industry these days. Um, yeah. But I guess what does it mean to you to be able to to work on games, for one, as someone, uh, as, 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 as a... Well, I mean, anyone within industry, and as this industry continues to diversify, we're getting more and more voices in there. How important is that? But also to get to create those games for those different voices that I guess differ from the traditional that video games were for so long. I guess really, you know, targeted people like myself. In you know-
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, it's really exciting because I feel like it's moving very fast. Like you mentioned that I. Uh, got my diploma a few years ago but when I went to university it wasn't really a concept yeah. diversity in gaming like that was something that like I went into university passionate about that no one was really talking about yeah, Okay. I wanted uh, at that time I was specifically focusing on concept art uh, today I consider myself more generalist and I want to do illustrations but the idea behind getting into concept art was also to push diversity in representation within the games.
0: Yep, yeah. and obviously uh, there's there's some great developers that are putting out some fantastic titles these days that absolutely kind of fit under that umbrella as well. Have there been, has there been anyone or any teams in particular that have served as some inspiration in that space. Um, I certainly think about upcoming titles like Thirsty Suitors, for example, and that Eka and the team have been working on as a as a night. Really, I mean, that's obviously a nice high profile example. But um, there's there's some wonderful people doing incredible things for cultural diversity, for for gender and and sexuality, everything. Really, like, it's been fantastic. Is there anyone that's really serving as an inspiration there as you try and carve out your own space in that portion of the, the game development landscape?
1: It's um. No, no doubt I do have one, but it's like I, I actually have always liked looking at old games and seeing yep. what they were pushing at the time. Because it's like, uh, even though this uh, voice that we've given to this desire for diversity exists now, there was always this want to represent all sorts of different people. And so, yeah, I, I really like that from like a sort of like a historical games perspective. But as for new ones, I'm enjoying seeing a lot of like really different character designs pop up in super popular games. Like uh, Street Fighter Six has some oh, amazing yeah. character designs, um, which are really really cool, and um, they just look. So full-bodied and researched and passionate,
0: respectful at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, respectful and also fun, like no. exciting.
0: Um, yeah, completely understand. And actually, it's a yeah, it's a really fascinating point. I guess what you bring up there in terms of the way that older games did it, because yes, there was kind of the marketing thing that maybe you know, big AAA publishers, it's okay, put generic white dude on front of the box and you know, <laughs> kind of put it out there and hope that that. Yeah, you know, generated sales, whatever analytics and rubbish was kinda of going on behind the scenes there. But when you'd actually move past that component of it, the diversity was there. Um I think now we're we're putting a, a bigger spotlight on it. I think it's incredibly important, but it is I, I guess we we can't all necessarily lose sight of the fact that it was there. It's just unfortunate that kind of marketing teams I think had a had a yeah. bit to say in how <laughs> things were, you know, presented externally, but once you actually dived into the game it was all there.
1: Yeah, it's certainly uh- given how much I do look at concept art, you can see that those concepts were always there and the concept artists were always happy to um, portray different people. But um, unfortunately, it sort of gets sifted out uh, along the way. Development, so many hands on it
0: thankfully these days though though i mean whether it's the marketing teams or whatever few, uh, fewer and fewer um middle middle bodies are kind of getting in the way there and actually influencing these sorts of things and if no almost it's almost a case of no matter who you you know, kind of want to represent as your you know primary protagonist or i guess whatever kind of the the brief of the game is it doesn't it seems like it matters less and less thankfully to to those Social teams, those communications teams, those marketing teams—who's there? Like, if a good game will speak for itself, um, yeah—and it's awesome to see, really, and and also obviously creates so many more opportunities for people to represent their their culture, their belief, anything through a video game because it feels like it's closer than ever and easier to actually attain.
1: Yeah, and it's just. Uh... To start with, also, you get so many different stories when people are allowed to actually show who they are or what they're passionate about rather than trying to conform to some convention that is tried and true.
0: But not necessarily for the betterment of the industry. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. It's, It's very easy to just look at what's popular and already making money and just imitate it.
0: Yeah, that, that's very, very true. And so as you're continuing to carve out this space now, we've obviously spoken about different games that are kind of inspiring. Um, there's obviously, especially for those in the, the game development scene, it, it can be a very tight scene. It, it seems huge, but it also can be very small at the same time. And so as a result, as someone who's trying to to elevate the industry in some of these ways is there anyone that you've been fortunate enough to be able to chat to over the years to kind of i guess help guide some of your focus a little bit those who are maybe a little bit more established in this industry that have been and i'm kind of stealing some of my later questions uh from from the show now but there have been some great inspirations in terms of what you're trying to achieve there
1: honestly it's it's hard to say because um I feel like I haven't been in the industry for very long at all. Yeah. Uh, I've been living uh, in North Queensland <laughs> most of it, which is just uh, barren industry-wise. You know? And I don't get to talk to a lot of people, and that's sort of why the SMART program is just really fascinating me at the moment and really <laughs> bowling me over because it is hectic and I get to talk to really exciting um, instrumental people a lot. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to talk to a lot more.
0: And I'm sure those opportunities have come up, and certainly being able to work with the likes of Summerfall and suck. Uh, sorry, I was going to say Sucker Punk, uh, Samurai <laughs> Punk, and, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and and more. Uh, obviously, amazing teams and and chock full of incredible people, and certainly on the networking side, it's going to be amazing as well. Uh, you've you've created the, set, the perfect segue there for us when it comes to the Smart Program. So so how has it been so far? As as I touched on at the beginning of the show, we're a few weeks in at this particular point. Um, and so you've you've got a a bit of a breadth of experience that the others did not by the time I spoke to them. So so what has it been like so far? What have you seen? What have you heard? Um, who you know? Have you been able to work with anyone particular? What have you learnt so far? <laughs> I feel like there's so many different questions. I'll, I won't bombard you with them. How's it been so far?
1: It's been really great, honestly. I'm actually really floored by how uh, just really friendly and like kind everyone is, and also just passionate everyone loves what they do it's kind of impossible to hate it
0: No, that's and, great. It's,
1: <laughs> and it's um you know it's great it's like besides keeping busy you just get to meet a lot of people like, yep. like me i feel like a lot of the smarties are just very similar um sort of people like on the same wavelength and that's really exciting to get to talk to game developers who and really get along with, like effortlessly. And um, yes, uh, as for working with people, um, uh, I, I, I have actually gotten an offer, and I have gotten uh, some interest in my work, which is that's
0: very unbelievably cool,
1: unbelievably exciting. Yeah,
0: off the back of the smart program specifically. Well, time so. i
1: reckon i reckon it was uh a little uh chatting with people around the office because um the office has about uh three studios in it technically and um yep. some like freelancers yeah some of the hot, hot desks. Desk. as well yeah and, that's um, very yeah. exciting yeah so cool
0: and I, I certainly will not be putting any pressure on you right now to disclose uh, who, you know, who's been making what offers, but yeah, in such a I'm short space of time, cut. that's that's a fantastic uh, opportunity that's potentially emerged there for you, and, and hopefully it all works out well in that space. Um, and so I guess stepping away from that, and again, not putting you in a compromised position around, around that particular <laughs> subject matter... Um, I guess, who have you had the opportunity to work with so far? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Um, As we touched on, we've got the likes of Samurai Punk, not Sucker Punch, like I went to go say before. Uh, Summerfall is right on the brink of launching Stray Gods at this point. And then, again, all the hot desks and everything you've discussed as well. So it's a a hive of activity. What are you seeing? Who are you getting to work with so far?
1: Well, um, I get to have lunch with Summerfall, which is great. That
0: has come up, I think, in every single (laughs) conversation so far.
1: It's a, it's a, good. We have very interesting conversations.
0: And it must be interesting meals because everyone's talking about lunch with them, too. So.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the fabled HSP.
0: Oh, you've been jumping into the, some snack packs with the, the team. Okay, right. So that's how Liam's winning everyone over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess yeah, there's obviously so many incredible experts in the space. What have you been able to draw from some of those minds so far as you get to work with them, and obviously you're trying to refine your own your own skill set, be it the on the artistic side, but also the design side of things. What sort of opportunities have emerged for you so far to be able to dive into?
1: Um, well, I had we had a mentor session with uh, Jason Delarocca, yep. which was very interesting. Um, he is a great businessman. Um, He told me that he was clueless about art Um, But he did did give me very good advice Which I actually took to heart And it was to basically uh, build a recognisable brand as an artist Maybe not necessarily a brand but an image Or like something that um,
0: Have a style that's distinctly your own
1: Yeah, a a style and a catalogue um something um to basically put under your name to say oh i made this and that and just the saying that you were of a certain project was pretty powerful yeah with uh interest um yeah of course and yeah i i I really actually believed that and i thought yeah Um, so um at the moment, me, myself, I'm not strictly working on any game stuff. I'm working on a, a comic. Oh, okay, cool.
0: Um, and what, what inspired the, the comic book path?
1: Um, I always loved comics. Oh my God. When That's I was it. a teenager, it was actually how I started doing art. Um, I was just like mimicking Naruto
0: oh yeah okay so that that was always a big inspiration early on then or at least something you watched a lot of
1: yeah and it was like um nowadays yeah my art is very very different to how it was back then um i'm really inspired by a lot of i guess like uh european comic artists and it's um been really interesting trying to Develop a unique style that's yep. eye-catching.
0: But um, I guess but it's
1: a medium that I love because, like games, it's also extremely multifaceted.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's certainly one of those things. And I, I guess what I'm hearing about more and more with every artist that I speak to, whether it's on the the Dev Diary Next Gen kind of spinoff or the core show itself, is. Um, the art stations, people building out those big portfolios, whether it is like on a platform like an art station or something else, some equivalent that you can present in front of someone and say, here it is. And as you said, kind of, there's a style that is distinctly your own. It's recognizable. And so mm. when you're a potential employer looking around and you've got something in mind, they know that they can look at your portfolio and say, okay, this fits or this doesn't. And that's not necessarily obviously... Um, a negative thing it's just not potentially the direction that is right for a for uh, that particular game or whatever the case is or what they've kind of envisaged but it means that you are out there you're at the forefront you've got something that's instantly recognizable and can be if someone decides that's the path they want to go down they know exactly what they're going to get
1: yes and um yeah and it, it also demonstrates exactly what you're capable of yeah yeah, um, there's
0: certainly no confusion for the potential employer. Yeah,
1: yeah and like doubly like for me at least uh i feel like comics is like a fantastic vehicle for improvement because it just forces me to draw so many things that i wouldn't think to in order to make up a
0: story yeah of course um it i mean it sounds like it's been a bit of a whirlwind start so far <laughs> and um with a few months left still i'm i I guess I'm really, really excited to see how it all kind of nets out, and hopefully, this opportunity that we're we're dancing around, um, you know, works out works out wonderfully well for you because, I mean, you, you're creating that visual identity with your work, and people are clearly interested in it, which is which is awesome to hear.
1: Yeah, it's it's very gratifying actually.
0: Um, and again, I'll I'll continue to dance away from that one. But as as we start to <laughs> as, as we start to to wrap things up. Uh, obviously you are still you know in some of the earlier stages of this this journey into game development so far but is there anyone or that you've worked with or that you look at from afar who's who's really inspired the way that you want to pursue your art and again whether that's on the game design side or the, the the i guess that visual art side
1: um i guess i would like split it into two yep. categories because oh, as sure. um as like um far as like uh workplace conditions goes i think summer falls is just amazing it's just it, it it honestly looks like everyone is being really really um well cared for there
0: yeah well they've recently um, transitioned to their four-day week as well
1: yeah it's like oh Nothing to complain about there.
0: Just launching, launching big <laughs> indie games and working four days a week, it seems like the dream, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, crunch is dead.
0: <laughs> Maybe over there. <laughs> but hopefully it takes Maybe off the rest there. of the industry too.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that become a trend.
0: Oh, for sure. But uh, I guess, yeah, on that, on that art side, that other side that you were discussing, has there been been anyone or, I guess, any art that's really served as that inspiration for you?
1: Um. I actually, like, I kind of want to shout out this very obscure PS game called Hotel Dusk. Maybe yeah, that one doesn't
0: ring any bells, unfortunately.
1: Okay. Um, it has just, like, a fantastic visual style. It's, like, clearly very uh, noir-inspired. Yep. And, um, I mean, it was just such a risk. Like, all the portraits are hand-animated and it just it's fantastic it's like a sketchbook and it's like beautiful it's just something that uh, the creator is also extremely passionate about i think i think the game came out about um hard i want to say almost 20 years ago now
0: yeah i suppose if we're talking ds yeah um,
1: and, like. and he and he still like <laughs> shares uh fan art and stuff of like the characters and just adores it and still talks about it and i just love that idea i love that it's not just another project it's something that was clearly very close to his heart yeah. and still is
0: yeah the love and passion can really shine through and whether it's uh, whether you know it acts like what you're describing there, or con- that constant enthusiasm that you can just see bubbling over, it's 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 awesome when you can find people, or or if you're the creator, you find projects that inspire so much within you, and so so hopefully you too get that you know have that that feeling over the journey and whatever it is that we see it spammed all over the internet because because of that love. <laughs> That
1: would be nice,
0: and I don't mean spam in the derogatory (laughs) way, of course. No, no, put it out there and express all. Express all of it. It'll be awesome to see. Um, (laughs) What have been some of the most valuable lessons you've learned along the way so far? And uh, I I guess I mean in this period before the Smart Program, but even even so far in that time.
1: Um, I want to say that I I feel like (laughs) my my issue for a lot of years was that i was sort of just afraid to take the plunge like um melbourne is really where it's at for making games i don't know if um for an artist at least if remote in regional australia is really the way to go yeah because um yeah it's just just being here and networking and getting to meet people and getting eyes on your work that way and then also just liking you as a person.
0: Is Makes a big just, difference.
1: It really, really does. And it's like and I feel like I've had more happen to me in the past three weeks than the past three years. It's just been really brilliant.
0: Um, and so I guess, you know, the, you mentioned Far North Queensland before and kind of that being being where you've come from is there there any i mean given given what we've well given what you've just said any consideration i mean obviously i presume family and the like might be up there Mm -hmm. um how do you how do you foresee kind of juggling that going forward do you think melbourne or kind of the the biggest city that when it comes to the game scene is perhaps where you'll be for a while yet now
1: yeah i want to i want to see how i go here because at the moment you know it's Fun. it's never boring it's um it's just incredible getting to be around like-minded people I mean I think like last year I was considering moving to Scotland don't know why right. and it's <laughs> such a big move with the goal. when I'm already um I've got enough on my plate with Melbourne as it is but um yeah they've got a fantastic um sort of game design sphere up there in Scotland that's
0: very
1: bizarre segue.
0: I know. No, but I mean, yeah, who, who knows what might make itself available to you in the future? It's certainly, um, I guess, Melbourne's take, uh, taken a bit of a liking to you so far with whatever this opportunity is. So who knows what is in store further down the road as well? It's it's awesome to hear. So as we as we wrap things up, some some lighter ones, some uh, tongue in cheek bit of fun with these ones. <laughs> uh, if you could be credited for any game ever, just retroactively add your name into the credits. Say, so I was responsible for that. What game would you pick? Tetris. Tetris? <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a classic. Your name will be everywhere from that point exactly on. Is, is that correct. kind of rationale or? You're,
1: yeah, do I have to explain?
0: No, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, think right. you need to. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward <laughs> well, I think it also selection.
1: came out before I was born, so that would
0: yeah. be quite a time warp. Yeah, I, I mean, there's been moments along the way where you've made me feel a bit old, but even Tetris <laughs> makes me feel young because I think that was before, that was before me still. Not much, but anyway.
1: Um, oh, please! I've, had, I've the amount of times <laughs> during this um, program I've had to pe- hear people say that they grew up PS3 games.
0: <laughs> and, oh, like, right, yeah, okay.
1: That. or I grew up with Undertale. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: you, you can't say that. Um, and, like it's yeah, it's that's disrespectful to, to people at that point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah good yeah, luck to those yeah. people. Um, Conversely, if you could go back and replay any game You get to strike it from your memory And get to experience it all over again Essentially for the first time What game would you like to have that experience with again?
1: Absolutely, 9 hours, 9 persons, 9 doors It's one of those You're pitching it so well (laughs) It's really, really Just a fantastic game So many twists and turns And when you Figure out what it's all really about I don't think another game's really captured that for me
0: Oh, that's that's it's awesome and and certainly adds to my intrigue i think i'm really gonna you've you've done an amazing job promoting this one to, <laughs> uh, through the show so yeah i, I think um... i think i need to find a way to yeah maybe get on gumtree get on ebay whatever it is hopefully not pay a premium and um and get to experience yes. it
1: bike chin soft i'll be expecting that kickback anytime exactly
0: exactly yeah right. <laughs> and for myself who's picked it up and, and anyone else who does the same off the back of this episode so um not nice promotion, there might be also a uh, an opportunity in PR and comms for you in the future if you really want that to so, you might just run the studio and do everything at this point, so uh, really, I mean, fantastic choice and I'm definitely well, I'm keen to explore that one further. Well, Tyler, it's been awesome to have you on the show and to, to share in these early stages of your career and, and learn about some fantastic opportunities and and obviously explore that experience that you've had with the smart program so far as we've said you are surrounded by some incredibly talented people across many different studios as well as the hot desks mm-hmm. um, and you've got quite a few months still to go so uh, i hope you can continue to extract some amazing things from that time but if people uh, we touched on kind of potentially spamming the internet with uh with some of your art and your <laughs> energy and enthusiasm before if there's anywhere that people could or should go to see what you're up to to see some of your art where could people go
1: um, they could go to Kiss Chasey art on Tumblr, yep. or they could go to Quixotic on Twitter. Um, Google how to spell it, I suppose. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, feel free to spell it in a, the show. It's a Perler. It's a uh, Q-U-I-X-O-T-L-C. It's a uh, Twitter, so... You, or can't X or we're doing now, <laughs> you can't get a handle. You can't get a handle. That's a normal one. That's spelled correctly. You've got to well, misspell yeah, that's, <laughs> that.
0: That—that's yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah, thing, things have really devolved <laughs> over there. But anyway, the less we talk about the Twitter X situation, probably the better. <laughs> Well, as I said, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this mm-hmm. journey so far. It's been fascinating to hear from you and to, to learn about those experiences so far. Uh, as I said, you've got a, got a few months uh, with the program still to go and who knows what is to, to come after. Well, I guess you do. Um, but you know, for us listening, who knows what's to come in the future, and, but we're all, I'm sure, really, really excited for these opportunities and whatever may lay ahead for you. It's, it's been a pleasure to chat. Yes, it's been
1: such a pleasure. Thank
0: you so much. And listeners, as always, thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time. that concludes this entry of dev diary next gen be sure to subscribe to this feed share it with your friends and give us a five star review to help boost the show up the charts for greater exposure if you have any people you'd like me to reach out to an interview then please find me at paul james games on twitter to help me get in touch with them until the next episode however, that's been tyler's story thank you much for listening and i'll see you next time